0: Welcome to the Pope on Film! I am Bunny Williams, and with me is...
1: I am the Pope in Question. My name is Reverend Steve. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood. Actual thing, probably worth a Google. This is episode 257 of the show. Quite impressive, and uh, yes, yes the little Lebowski urban achievers and proud we are of all of that Uh, and we're covering
0: like the best movie ever
1: yeah it's yeah it's
0: an amazing uh cinematic masterpiece and triumph in something
1: I yes you bet all of those things. <laughs> so 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 let's get right down to it. Pony. <laughs> let's talk about history for a moment, shall we?
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Now I personally have lived through some pretty historic moments in my lifetime. I'm not the oldest guy in the world, but I've lived through some historic moments. 9 11, the Challenger explosion, OJ's trial, McDonald's Arch Deluxe Burger from 1996.
0: A lot Ooh. of very. Important How are you dealing with that?
1: Moments. Without a shadow of a doubt. A lot of very important things. All equally important. 9 11, OJ. McDonald's, Arch Deluxe Burger, all equally important, I believe. And so beyond a shadow of a doubt, we are currently in history right now. We are living history at the moment. We are all stuck indoors, sure, but we're also, we're all also inside of future history books. What is yes. happening to us right now is what future generations will study and learn which is really hopeful and optimistic of me to actually think that there will be future generations but let's yes. but let's skip over that part and just talk about future generations <clears throat> study the coronavirus pandemic the same way that people now study the black plague or the dust bowl or you know how kids nowadays spend so much time Um, studying McDonald's Arch Deluxe Burger from 1996. Important historical moments in time. So just imagine, just imagine, let's say it's 2090. Cars are flying, not because of future technology, but global warming is causing massive storms. And so cars are just being thrown all willy-nilly schnilly. It's 2019. And the decapitated head of Katy Perry is hosting American Idol on everyone's virtual headsets. And kids are all learning all about the coronavirus pandemic. And oh, look at that. In order to better fully understand the gravity of the pandemic, they are studying the audio recordings of two men who lived through the epidemic Soon kids from all over the globe are listening to this podcast right here because it's required in schools. Hey, kids. Hi. This podcast becomes, in the future, the S.E. Hinton's The Outsiders of Podcasts. Yes. It is required listening. And soon, in the future... Because this is such a a required podcast to listen to pretty soon. Pope on film, the movie, 2093's hottest movie. Yes. So bunny question for you. Uh What is our movie? What is our movie? Our future movie going to look like? Do you think?
0: Our future movie. Is, is, well, it's a bit of a romp to begin with. Yeah. And it's kind of a reversal of Jay and Silent Bob, okay? Where we are going cross country to try to make sure our movie is made. Because it's important, because it's historic, and because people need to know the truth. And there's some Dick and Fort jokes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping for a lot of explosions. Now, unfortunately, uh, my life is pretty free of explosions. So in order to make sure that our future movie has a lot of explosions, I do plan on exploding a lot of things. Yeah. Like from here on out, just once a day, I'll rig a different room in the house to explode. It'll be like a fun game.
0: Well, I was also thinking that people's heads could spontaneously explode. You know, as we're having our infection, our cross country adventure, we can come across people and say, hey, you know, Trump told people to inject bleach, and then their head just fucking explodes. Yeah, yeah. That's it is. hey do you know joe biden raped a woman and everyone was okay with it and people's yeah. heads it's yeah. explode
1: everyone's fine with that fucking ridiculous fucking ridiculous
0: bunny yes
1: i guess we should spend some time talking about quarantined life right now and and how things are presently if for no other reason so that future generation can know about what life is like because as we said earlier on the show this podcast will eventually be turned into a movie or whatever they call movies in the future so spoiler alert it's still bullshit everything's still bullshit That being said, Georgia and sadly, dangerously, Oklahoma are taking steps to open up their state. And it's crazy to see all these boomers and Karens complaining because, oh, I can't get my hair done.
0: Boomers and Karens with guns. How the fuck are. I mean, okay, okay. You see, now I'm about to say it. And I'm immediately feeling stupid for fucking saying it because this world is goddamn insane. That's the answer we already know. But why the fuck are we allowing these people to, to basically attack government buildings with fucking automatic weapons and body armor? Yeah. Okay.
1: Not illegal. It's not illegal to open carry in Michigan.
0: Even in the courthouse.
2: Now, they can't take signs into the courthouse because it might scratch the paint.
0: Really? Yes. Oh, that's it. Yeah, you
2: should look that up. They can't carry signs in there because it's a very old building, like one of the first, oldest government buildings, whatever. But, uh, yeah, because the signs or the sticks might scratch the paint.
0: But they could dress up like Cobra Command. Exactly.
2: Yeah, so and and Native yell Americans. in the
0: face of police. I, I this the world is fucked.
1: Yeah. So Native Americans can peacefully, Native Americans can peacefully protest against uh, an oil pipeline <sighs> being put into their own land. Yes. They can quietly, peacefully protest and be met with uh, armed police and rubber bullets and be roughed up and arrested. And, uh, a and a white man few died.
0: Fight. I think yeah. something like five and, people died in the Dakota Pipeline protests. Yeah, but
1: but white people can get guns and just take over a government building, and then it's like, oh fiddledy d, you know? Hey, you huh? do this forty more times, and I might do something about it. Like fuck you.
0: Yeah. Fuck you. And what the fuck? W- w- was the face mask thing Oklahoma I'm pretty sure the face mask thing was Oklahoma where yeah so these yeah. these lunatics yell at essential workers and now nobody has to wear masks anymore how, how does this even fucking work
1: yeah the 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 governor is like a you have to wear face masks in public and all these white people went nuts like, oh, this is slavery. How dare you oppress us? We have fundamental rights. This is ridiculous. And and now they now the governor has rescinded that. It's kind of pissing me off because because uh, uh, Georgia is opening up the state and everyone's like, Georgia is crazy. This is insane. Georgia shouldn't be opening up. We need to stop this and it's like hello Oklahoma here. We're we're opening up as well. How come no one's pissed off at us? And everyone's pissed off at Georgia. We're well, equally insane right now. Yes, but you I think I
0: think the difference is is like we expect that out of Oklahoma. You know, so yeah. Yeah. you know we we expect oklahoma to pretty much do the wrong thing so when they do it there's not as much outrage
1: yeah and all of these white folks are are like pissed off cuz they can't uh, sit down and eat at a restaurant and they can't get their hair done because white people aren't used to not getting their way yeah so the slightest inconvenience, they're like, oh, so this is Nazi Germany. This is worse than slavery. Like, no, fuck off. Yeah. F- fuck yeah. the fuck off, you piece of shit. I'm so pissed off.
0: Yeah. They're they're Maybe. they're protesting not so that they die, but they're protesting so that we die. Yeah. So that we yeah. could take care of their hair and we could take care, we could serve them food. We can all children. die. We could take care of their children. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, yes. Yeah, so, white people now
0: are screwing us two
1: weeks from now when the death toll gets bigger. So, that's exciting. Meanwhile, uh movie theaters can open up and my can open up in my state now, but thankfully, no movie theaters are opening up, but it's not like as much as I miss movies, I'm not going to go to the movies just because some dumbass white people don't like being indoors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: and let's yeah. not let's not forget the important part here that if your state opens up and your job opens up and you don't go you're fucked out of your unemployment
1: yep yep it's fucked up and then and then yeah yeah. and then i got pissed off because there are all these articles that i'm seeing on social media right now about movie theaters reopening up with tsa security that that will scan your body and pat you down as soon as you enter the theater. And and I'm like, okay, everybody just slow down here. And and so there are all these articles and it all boils down to the fact that one website wrote an article about two theaters opening up in Texas. soon With severe restrictions. But now everyone's like, Variety magazine, movie theaters will be opening up with TSA security. It's like, no, that's two theaters in Texas. Like this is irresponsible reporting on, on, on everyone's part. Movie th- all move. Just because two movie theaters have opened up with like fucking uh, body. Yeah. The scanner. And I don't taking your and patting you down. Doesn't mean every theater is going to do that. Yeah. This is me. Off.
0: And I don't know about you, but me personally, I kind of have a hard time enjoying a movie after a body cavity search. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it just takes, you know, it's just like, it takes the fun out. Yeah. Where's the spontaneity? Yeah. Where's the flowers? You know, I mean, are they going to tell me they love me first? I mean,. You know, warm me up some. Be a little bit affectionate. No, no, it's just vinyl glove, fingers up your ass.
1: I want to go to the drive-in because now two drive-ins are open uh, in my state. I'm really excited because uh, the movie, the the drive-in that we normally go to in Oklahoma City, it's only about it's only about a half hour away. Uh, that one is open now, but unfortunately, because they say because of COVID 19 restrictions, they're only showing one movie. Okay. No double feature or anything like that, just one movie, and it's Trolls World Tour. Oh, God. I'm not going to the drive in just to see Trolls World Tour. I've got it on the hard drive, and my kids don't want to go see it, so I don't, being in a car won't change that. Then there's another theater, the Chief Drive-In Theater in Chicache, and they're showing a double feature and it's the best double feature in the world right now. They're showing The Wizard of Oz and Twister. Really? Uh, yeah, and that's such, a, that's such a great fucking double feature. Unfortunately, that drive-in is like an hour and 45 minutes away and the movie starts at 8 and we're going to be getting home at crazy o'clock, you know? Yeah. So that, so that kind of sucks. Like I want to go to the double feature, but they're too far. And I would love to go to the theater near me, but they're just showing one movie. I'm not going to pay, I'm not going to pay like $25. So my entire car can watch a movie that they won't watch at home. Meanwhile, President Tide Pod is out here telling people to bombard their bodies with cancer-causing UV rays. Yes. Yeah. And then if you're not dead yet, or if you're not an incredible hulk, then he's also telling people to straight up inject disinfectant. And and then he tries, and then he tries to like, oh well, I meant that sarcastically. Like, no, fuck you.
0: Yeah, this is totally the time to be. Uh, let's assume he's telling the truth, which we know he isn't because he never fucking does. But let's assume he's telling the truth and he was being sarcastic. Do you think being sarcastic in the middle of a historic fucking making pandemic is the brightest idea in the world? Yeah. Great. You're being sarcastic. You're an asshole.
1: It pisses me off when he tried to claim that injecting disinfectant into the body, that he said it sarcastic, because it's like, what are you in seventh grade? Yeah. It, it, that, that's what fucking Trump sounds like. He sounds like he's he's been he's been marched to the principal's office and did you call Billy Whitaker a fat uh, a fat tub of lard? Wait, well, I meant it sarcastically. Uh, that's obvious. If you were there, you would know I didn't mean it. Like, what are you in fucking fifth grade, you fucking asshole?
0: And we're all going to die because he's got shit to prove. That he'll never yeah. prove. Because, frankly, any of us can handle this coronavirus better. Literally. Me? the president. My way of solving the coronavirus is, hey... I got a m- bunch of medical doctors and, and experts in this kind of thing. Hey, guys, yeah. can, you f- can you fix this? We're, we're just going to do then, whatever you tell us to do. Can you fix this? And that's and it. Then,
1: and then the president is out here saying that it, it, the reason why we're all fucked is because the president said, oh, I'm going to be reelected president because look at how good our, our, uh, our economy is doing. Our economy is doing so great. He's saying this in like November, December, January.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, our yeah. That was awesome.
1: Our economy is doing so great right now that uh, I'm going to get elected for sure. And then it's like, oh, well, this disease is showing up. And it's like, oh, we have to downplay this because I'm going to be elected. Based on our economy. Our economy is so good right now that I'm absolutely guaranteed to be reelected. So bury this uh, coronavirus crap. We are not going to take it seriously because I want to be reelected. And then when it became serious, the economy went in the shitter. And he's so upset that the one thing that would make his uh, reelection a cinch in his mind got fucked. Then now he's pushing us to open up too soon, just so that he can get reelected again.
0: Right, and this is also why we can't get proper testing, because proper testing yeah. will show that more people have coronavirus than we already know. Yeah, and yeah, that will As be bad cool. for his numbers. Yeah,
2: numbers.
1: Existence is currently. A real-life The Onion article. Yes. Crazy. Just absolutely crazy. Meanwhile, Disney theme parks... All theme parks are still closed, but Disney parks are hoping to open up by June or July with uh, social distancing guidelines in place, and only a certain amount of yeah. people allowed it at any given time. So let me tell you why... That is all fucking bullshit.
0: Yeah, you're you're the Disney expert, but I'm really doubting the social distancing at Disneyland. Go how, ahead.
1: How the How the fuck are you supposed to social distance like have you ever been in line at a theme park? People are up your ass. Yeah. You know? Like how are you supposed to social distance while you're in line for the Indiana Jones adventure in a tiny narrow corridor shoved in like fucking sardines. There is no way to social distance at Disneyland. How are you supposed to social distance inside of, uh, pirates of the Caribbean? What? Uh They're these boats and you're supposed to fit, like you can fit like 16 people in there. What? You're only going to have two people in one boat now. (laughs) that'll just cause a longer line and then a longer line meaning more people smashed up against each other and it's it's fucked up it is fucked up we are rushing way too soon to open up the country and that's just gonna fuck us that is just gonna fuck us
0: I swear aliens are watching this and they are just laughing their ass off This is the best reality show ever. And the whole time, you know, like, you know, like you you watch a horror movie and you know where the killer is. And like the people in the the basement. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. The aliens are screaming, your planet's on fire. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and, and, and we're, yeah. And we're still primitive cave people who hate brown people. You know, like we we haven't gotten off, gotten over this incredibly stupid thing. And we're all going to die of very serious things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, we're all screwed. So hooray. Hooray. So that's that's quarantined life right now. My two 18-year-olds are still not in the house.
0: Hey, what's up with Amber? Did she break up with her boyfriend? I'm
1: not. She did break up with her boyfriend, but I'm not sure if they've gotten back together yet or not. The The last I heard, the, ex, the now ex-boyfriend uh, is sorry that he broke up with her and he just wants to work things out and get back together. And I'm like, Amber, don't fucking get back together with him. Yeah. He tried to break up with you like 10 times, and then one finally stuck, and now he wants you back. Well, he shouldn't have tried to break up with you the 10 times before.
0: See, I I don't know. Amber is a very, very beautiful girl, and I think she should just, she shouldn't even try. She should just be like, you know, next. Just next. Yeah. Yeah. Because she is not, not ever going to lack for people wanting to date her. Yeah. It's not happening.
1: She always always stresses out about, about, uh, she stressed out for so long about being single. Oh, I hate single life. Oh, I wish I wasn't single. It's like, you should be happy that you're single. You know? Yeah. You shouldn't be there's no need to struggle to find a boyfriend when there are a million people who want to fucking get with you. But right now, uh, my two 18-year-olds are living with their auntie Lauren and Uncle Randall.
0: Uh, yeah. How's that yeah, going?
1: <laughs> well, uh, apparently, Randall, the, drunk, the drunkle, Apparently, he's gotten sober and he hasn't had any alcohol to drink for like months. And he's turned over a new leaf and he's trying to be a different person. And it's like, I'm like, hey, guys, it's me, Charlie Sheen. And guess what? I'm sober and not insane. And it's like, really? Damage done.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: huh. You know? like oh it's, oh you want to you want to make things different oh you can start by uh repairing the three million bridges you've already burned yeah so it, it, they emerald and amber are currently living with lauren and they i don't I don't know if they're annoyed with it or not, but they're happy because if they're living with Auntie Lauren and not us, then they're free to go wherever they want. Yeah. You know, they can go uh, hang out with their boyfriend and then go hang out with their boyfriend's family and then go out here and then get food here and then go shopping here. And they know that, like, if they're here at this house, then you have to stay indoors because, you know. I have severe chronic asthma that basically makes me an 89-year-old woman with heart problems in the face of this goddamn pandemic. And so I think they're annoyed with living at their auntie and uncle's, but they know that it's, to them, better than living here because they can go wherever they want. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when or if I will hear from them. I talked to Amber. Emerald, it's difficult to get to. I think Emerald's really pissed that Natasha uh, you know, drew a line in the sand, and it's like, so you guys are just going to leave? You guys are going to go hang out with your boyfriends? If you leave, you are not coming back, which was the right thing to do, because they just yeah. kept leaving the house over and over again. So, Natasha did the right thing, and Emerald's... It, Amber... We still see Amber. She'll come and pick something up and or she'll come and drop something off and we'll drop off mail to her and we talk and we're friends with Amber. Emerald's a mystery and she always has been. Okay. So I don't know how she's doing, but I think Amber would come back. I don't know what, what's happening with Emerald. You know, I think Emerald already wanted to move out so she's just taking this as like I'm out. Yeah.
0: That's kind of what it sounds like,
1: yeah, so i so I don't know what's happening with that, but I'm sure that this will be this will all work out really well in the future when they make a movie about the podcast.
0: I'm just kind of surprised that that with all of the end of the world scenarios possible. Who would have figured that I would be best suited for the pandemic? I I yeah. really like, like yeah. I, I had to go, we were running low on pot. So I had to go to the dispensary yesterday and, and like, I'm still feeling a little traumatized. I, 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 I haven't been out of the house in weeks and like, I'm still good with that. I am not having any of the urges of oh I got to go out I got to do this I got to do this. yeah no I'm, I'm I'm okay and and I was annoyed at how many people were out there
1: yeah so many people without fucking masks or or anything yeah there oh my too
2: God. when Bella and I went to the store yesterday uh, did Bella get out no hell no no she stayed um, in the
1: car okay good yeah okay. No, she
2: stayed in the car and took over the gym um. But when we were there, she's like, I counted total while you were in the store. I was in the store for, like, 45 minutes. She's like, I counted only 15 people with masks. And there was a shit ton of people there. Like, crazy amount of people. Like, I just don't understand. I don't get it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Natasha's been going out. I mean, she's already working and she, she, you know, she's been making masks and and she is able to go to the store and, and and get stuff and i just feel so bad that i'm basically rapunzeled in the house
0: you Yeah, know? yeah i, I okay. i'm kind of in that same place because genie is an essential worker so she's she's stuck being out there regardless you know so yeah. she does the shopping and all that and you know i'm rapunzel yeah
1: Bunny mm-hmm. and I are Rapunzel together.
2: It's okay. We can be your Flynn, right?
1: We're Rapunzel together.
2: <laughs> We're Rapunzel
1: together, you and I. I mean, you're, are, did you say you're hot or you're high? I'm
2: hot. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I don't know. I didn't smoke yesterday and I smoked yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah, I took an did edible. You or... about all
2: our amazing chairs?
1: No, I haven't told them about the chairs. You should tell them about the chairs.
2: Are his and her.
0: Tell us about the chairs.
2: Yeah, well, see, we have shit chairs. We've always had shit chairs, and Steve's chair broke the back a long time ago, so he's been using a chair without a back, like a stool. Yeah. And then, uh, the other day when I sat on it, uh, sit on it, like, um, when I sat on it, it I don't... felt like I was going to fall on my ass. Yeah, yeah, it bended the all beams, the time. Huh. One of the support beams is broken, and so when, we, when I uh, had to go out to Sam's club, 'Cause like I try to do that very infrequently. But when I do go, I try to get everything I have to get. So yeah. I saw this chair and it's a racer back gamer chair. God, your hands are hot, don't touch me.
1: Okay. Sorry. Um
2: and so I got it for him. I'm hot. Okay. I'm sweaty. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so I got it for him. He put it together and it's amazing. So I ordered myself one, but I cool. got mine in blue. It's black and gray. And mine is blue and black and I'm in love with this chair. <laughs> I've never spent more money on a chair before in my life, but also it's totally worth it. Cool. It back footrest. It's got pillows for your back and your neck. Ugh, it's amazing. <laughs> but I figured it's an expense. It's It's a good expense because it's an investment since he's on his chair a lot doing story times and editing and stuff. And I'm doing homework and I'm writing and stuff on my computer. So like the other day, my foot was hurting for like, Reason. and I don't know I think it was because my feet couldn't be flat on the floor so uh. I sat I was writing an essay it took me three days to read the paper reread the paper write the paper edit the paper and then turn it in so I was at my desk a lot and my foot was arched in a way that is not normal yeah for like a really long time so it was in pain I had to wrap it it didn't get better for like four or five days um so I think this is an investment as well as hey happy anniversary because 15 years married, 17 together, we can't go do shit. So Yes.
0: Yeah, let's, that's
2: let's take that money that we would have spent on dinner and a movie and going out to like a motel for the night on chairs. There you go.
0: Have, yeah, have... our
1: anniversary on
2: Tuesday.
0: Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Have yeah. either of we'll... you received a stimulus check?
2: Yes, we have. We got it um a while back and I haven't touched it because I'm worried that they're going to want to take it back anyways because Trump's... Yeah,
0: yeah. That's
2: working. So, like, Eventually, if uh, my hours don't increase, which I'm hoping they will, um, I might have to dip into it. But I am trying to regulate our spending so that we don't have to if we don't need to.
0: Oh yeah, we are being frugal as hell. But no, we have not seen stimulus checks here yet.
2: That's crazy. I know that a lot of people haven't. Well,
0: well, uh, because now now, fucking Chuck Schumer is fighting to get Trump's name off of the checks. Yeah, we got uh, a... Like, we are compounding the stupidity
2: Just let the people have their money. Who gives a fuck whose name is on the check as long as people get their money? Yeah. Like, it was bullshit that Trump had to have his name, but, like, Great, his name's on there. Who fucking cares? Just get the money out to the people who need it.
0: Right, yeah. that bullshit. That bullshit's over. That's done. He did a stupid thing. L- let's not now compound the stupid thing by doing That's another stupid it. fucking thing.
2: Well, honey, I know you've been paying attention. That's politics.
1: What's that? Yeah. Wait. Say that again. It's-
2: Oh, I said that. I know you've been paying attention, Bunny. That's politics.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Stupid on stupid on stupid until it's forced to all crash down eventually. Hopefully, uh,
0: no, so I've
2: I've completely lost faith
0: in goddamn everything. You know, uh, like yeah, they, like they, they are, people have to realize that fucking Democrats are not doing anything to help us either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not only did we get the stimulus check uh we also got a a letter from donald trump oh did ya?
0: yeah oh because you got the I, direct I, deposit did. didn't you yeah yeah i got the
1: direct deposit so he sent me a letter i i'm still thinking of of uh i still want to burn it on my non-kid friendly channel <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's quarantine life right now. Everything's insane, and and, and everything sucks. Uh, so, hooray.
0: Hooray. Cut on that. But, well, well, no, hold on, hold on. Oh? One last thing, because I, okay. I, I do need to say this. Um, yeah. I, I am very proud of the company that I work for, and that's a problem, because I am genetically geared to hate my boss and hate any company i work for you know yeah so this is a problem but they have said no doubt bottom line we are working from home for at least four to six months
1: nice nice
0: because it's an indian company and they have no idea what's going on in this fucking country they have no idea, so so it's like, well, we can open when they open, or close again when they close again, or whatever. Like, no, we're all set to be closed. We're just staying closed.
1: That's great. That's so, great. You so know? I got lucky there. That's- yeah. No, you got super lucky. So, uh. So, Bunny, we still have a, a, a full-size show to get to. We have to talk about uh, sexy stewardesses. Yes. We have to talk about the dead Kennedys. We have to talk about Alan Rickman's accent. We still have a lot about. Oh, to talk well, the
0: casting here. in general, to be fair, we really need to discuss the casting across the board in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break?
0: We should take a break.
1: I concur. We will be right back with more of the Pope on film after these commercial messages. Do Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. do 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 and break.
0: When Bob was five years old, Bob's mother always told Bob that happiness was the key to life. When Bob went to school, they asked
1: Bob what Bob wanted to be when Bob. Wanted be. Bob
0: wrote down happy. They told Bob. Bob didn't understand the silence, and Bob told them they didn't understand life. I
2: here, boop, boop, cats.
1: Take
0: a trip back to 1981 with the special people who made summer camp unforgettable. You guys aren't supposed to be out of your bunks. You're in trouble.
2: The camp director.
0: Four campers are stuck in the ropes course. I meant to tell you about that yesterday. Could you get to it now? The counselors. Wait for me, Abby Bernstein. Wait for me, my darling. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to take off my shirt. The kitchen staff. Finish up the taters. I'm going to go fondle my sweaters. <laughs> Come on, what? You said you were going to go fondle your sweaters. No, I didn't. The water sports. Hey, Andy, can I take out the barber Sure. The nature hikes. Out! Out! And of course, who can forget? The sacks, the muggings, the cover ups, the malaria, the psychotherapy. Hello and the friendships that last a lifetime.
2: We want you to be the guest of honor at our wedding next week.
0: From USA Films (laughs) and creators of TV's The State. A renegade piece of Skylab heading right for the count.
2: Oh, my God. It
0: could kill us all. (laughs) Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, Paul Rudd, Christopher Maloney and Molly Shannon. Andy, have you seen my swimming buddy? I was busy. It's your job to make sure kids don't drown. Um... Where are we going? To a big secret pizza party. Wet Hot American Summer.
1: And we're back with more of the Pope Film. Bunny. Yes you ready for another exciting installment of bunny versus are you ready are you pumped are you jazzed are you psyched are you primed are you ready are you raring are you raring to go yes all right then well without any further ado it's time once again for another exciting installment of bunny versus and now here is your host bunny williams take it away bunny
0: uh what is there even to say anymore? We are in a Looney Tunes cartoon, and it's yes. not nearly as fun as it was when we were a kid. Yeah So how are you doing?
1: Oh, uh, I am doing I guess you know, when I originally... Announced that I would do a video or two on my YouTube channel a day during the pandemic in the hopes of entertaining children. Um, I didn't expect it to last this long, yeah, but I have stuck to my guns and I have done a brand new video a day since March 10th. Cool, it's almost been two months, and I'm really proud. Of the work that I have done. Yeah, last night, I just got high and started watching my own storytime videos. They're hilarious.
0: Cool.
1: I'm, I'm really proud of the the amount that I'm putting out and the quality. And the fact that I still have a bunch of ideas, you know?
0: I I do not watch all of them, but I do check them out fairly frequently.
1: Yeah, no. They're they're pretty darn good. There there's there's some good stuff there. So I'm I'm happy about that. Uh Other than that, there's not much else to tell. I I guess the, the <clears throat> um, two of my kids are are still doing therapy, but they're doing a uh, like like online therapy through uh, what do they call it telehealth okay so that's interesting that my kids are still going to why is the cat wet has the cat been (laughs) outside with the pool we got a pool yeah for the kids it's not the biggest but it's also not the cheapest so you know it's like 10 feet long and it's pretty deep and so the kids the kids are going crazy. The kids just want out of the house and it's, it's difficult. So, so during this quarantine, we've gotten a pool and a trampoline.
0: And how are they, how are they handling it? Like all like, like, like just not the, the isolation, but these kids are growing up knowing people are dying. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, how are they handling that portion of it?
1: Uh, good good. The only thing the only thing that's that's upsetting the kids is you know, I am teaching Maxwell and and we have classes and 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 stuff. And then Eleanor wakes up and she just, "I want to be in class too. Daddy, I want to do math."
0: Okay.
1: Daddy, what number comes after B? And it's like, okay, so now I have to teach Maxwell and then pretend to teach Eleanor. The the thing, the only thing that that is, Eleanor just wants to go to the park. She just wants to go to the store. She just wants to go to Walmart. She just wants to go to the supermarket. And she can, and she's really upset about that. Maxwell is just upset. That he has to now spend all of his time with Eleanor.
0: Okay.
1: That's what seems to really upset him. That now... (coughs) Eleanor thinks that, hey, I get to be right next to my brother all the time now. Yeah. So that really annoys him. But other than that, they're taking it really well, you know. I I call it the sickness. Yeah. Maxwell calls it the co virus. The what? Dad, can we come Dad, can we go to Walmart? My, and and Maxwell will go, Eleanor, we can't go because of the Co. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: So like they know that people are dying and they know that the president's fucking up, but you know they're they're taking it pretty well good i i I don't listen in to my son's therapy because that would be rude, right. but but you know i I'll set up my laptop with him when it's time for his therapy appointments. and then I'll put it in i'll put I'll put it in his room and he'll be there in his room doing therapy and, but he yells sometimes so i'm really? not i'm not listening to his therapy it's just that he screams and he keeps screaming i'm just going crazy being in this house
0: yeah
1: having to spend all my time with eleanor and I'm just i'm oh, going insane and so he's he's definitely you know, he's got issues with the quarantine, but, but he's doing all right with the whole. I mean, everyone's doing as well as can be expected. Yeah. I'm happy that I'm happy to be teaching Maxwell because. uh, uh It gives me a sense of purpose, you know? Uh huh i've got I've got something to do now. I have to wake up because I have to teach maxwell and i've i'm I have lesson plans and all of that in the beginning the this whole time uh, his school has been giving me lesson plans for uh for Maxwell and in the beginning, the lesson plans were really good uh-huh but the more The more uh, time goes on, the worse the lesson plans are. So now it says, uh, oh, Monday for math class, have him fold laundry. Can he (laughs) fold it into a triangle or maybe a square? Teach him about different shapes he can fold the clothes into. And it's like, God damn it. I'm just going to give him fucking math problems because this is just weak.
0: Oh, come on. You can get some work out of them, too. Which is apparently what it was designed for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But one thing that I have learned is that Maxwell is definitely, like, at or near the head of the class. Because while everyone else in second grade is reading chapter books, Maxwell is almost done reading, like, a 220-page book. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's reading uh, How to Train Your Dragon, book one in the series, and yeah, he's almost done with it, and, and I'm really proud of him because that's 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 like a that's like a ten year old, eleven year old, twelve year old book. Yeah, and, and he's just he's just blasting through it, so so that's good. And his writing assignments are really good. He's a really good writer, and you know. Yeah, he needs to work on his spelling. But other than that, he's he Maxwell's doing pretty good. So I'm happy to be teaching him.
0: Cool. Very Bella cool. has given
1: up. And she's she agrees with me on that. Bella has given up. It, I, I told Bella, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that that the rest of this entire season is just going to be based on the honor system for yeah. all of you kids, for all of you kids. That, like, they're not asking you to hand in work or anything like that. I haven't heard from Maxwell's teacher this year. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like Maxwell could be done right now with second grade. He's he's great. I, I'm also trying to make it interesting for me by occasionally just, okay, today we're going to learn about famous luchadors.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Tomorrow we're going to start on uh, the first part of the White Album. Okay. So I've been I've been trying to make it I've been trying to make it interesting. So Maxwell knows a lot about Kaiju, and he knows a lot about Ed Wood. I've been teaching him the important thing. So that's good. I'm all. I'm also trying to look at it different ways. Like, oh, what Maxwell and Eleanor are in Maxwell's room playing with Legos. Hey, guess what? That's math. <laughs> Legos, Legos are shapes. Yeah. And he's building things using shapes. Forget geometry. Whatever. This is math class today. Uh huh. So so I that's helping me get through things. Yeah. Being Maxwell's teacher is helping me deal with being stuck at home all the time it's giving me a new sense of purpose and i'm happy about that i don't know what's gonna happen in june or july but right now i'm happy to be teaching maxwell cool close the door because okay because mom's listening to copyrighted music you keep opening this door okay thank you bella uh so that's me how are you bunny i'm i'm
0: Better than I should be. (laughs) Yeah. I'm better than I. 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 I, The wearing the fucking mask yesterday, man. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know where I developed claustrophobia, but I have it. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck that came from. I first realized it a, a few years ago. Let's say, I don't know, let's say five when Jeannie brought home a full chimp mask for me that I thought was the coolest fucking thing ever. And I couldn't wear it because I would put it on and immediately go into a fucking panic. And I don't know where that came from when I wore masks all the goddamn time when I was a kid, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Huh? So I,
0: I have no idea where that came from, but I just can't do it. So like, like I left my mask off. Well, first I'm, I'm leaving them. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't want to go cause I'm going to lose my parking space because parking in this complex is, has always been like really fucking weird. You know? Uh, so I, 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 but I've got to get more pot, but I don't want to lose my parking space. And I step out of the house and like, no, fuck it. Nobody knows there's a pandemic going on. The parking lot is goddamn empty. Everybody in this apartment complex is somewhere else. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, good news. I'm going to get a good parking space when I come back. Bad news. We're all going to fucking die. You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, I, well, I mean, at least there's some positive here, you know? Yeah. But so I leave the mask off until I am, I'm in a parking spot outside of the dispensary and I put the mask on and tie it on. It ties in the back, um, And I immediately start panicking and I'm like, oh, fuck, man, Uh, how am I going to do this? And I like just made it like I don't know if I was in the place for 10 fucking minutes, you know, but like it was a struggle to get through that 10 minutes and keep breathing, you know. Wow. So. So that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was fun. So- that was an excitement. It, that was exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, other than that, man, like I, I mean, there, there's so much I can bitch and complain about. But like, why? What's the fucking point? The world is just out of its fucking mind, and uh, I, I I I pretty much hate everybody at this point. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm tired of it. This whole Joe Biden, Tara Reid thing is just like, you know, that's it. Like now I'm just looking for like the politically correct time to officially stop being a Democrat, you know? Yeah. Like, like that's it. Because like, uh, I mean, I have a lot of friends on my Facebook who were absolutely sickening me now, you know? Because like, like, yeah. what do you, you know? And and it's like you know when they'll come up with these points, and and a lot of my retorts are, yeah, I heard this back in the Kavanaugh hearings, <laughs> you know, I, mean, yeah. I, 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 I heard all about it, yeah.
1: It's just the same shit.
0: Yeah. Except now suddenly for you, it's okay. For you, it's okay to no longer believe the woman and do whatever you can to run that woman down and make that woman look like shit.
1: Yeah. That's all okay
0: now. Yeah. you know, huge, and huge, standard. yeah. And it just fucking sickens me. Yeah. You know, Jesus Christ. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I mean, am I so fucking weird that I think that integrity fucking matters for something? Yeah. like that's ridiculous okay so it's so it's your guy so it's just acceptable now yeah wasn't acceptable before but now eh fuck it what difference does it make you know she's a whore and she deserves what she gets
1: yeah that's 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 how people are that's how people are acting right now it's it's reprehensible. Yeah. Is what it
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay, now now I know that you really don't stand for anything at all. And I don't see why I should be bothered with you anymore. Yeah. You know, what, know. what's it going to? what's it going to be well he eats babies but he's not trump
1: yeah we need to listen to women but not when it's our guy exactly yeah it's disgusting
0: yeah exactly when it's when it's our guy it doesn't it, it's okay he can do it yeah he can rape whoever and we are really just cool with covering that up
1: yeah yeah it's a big fucking cover-up
0: uh i don't know what else i have here looking forward to getting to the movie uh yeah probably the single best movie we've ever done on the pope on film uh
1: someone is forgetting the oogie loves <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bit rude, not rude. uh that is it everything's awful um yep. we're we're all gonna die um yep um, Try to smile once a day. That's 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 all I got. Yeah. Okay. If you could smile just once a day, then I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe we won't keep screaming. Yeah. And cut on that. Cut on that. Bunny,
1: If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pop-On-Film, but only real fans, true hardcore fans, would know at least two things, two undeniable truths about us, America's hottest will-they-or-won't-they couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, Bunny, is the 100% undeniable, totally real fact that you, in your spare time, run an organization that hand knits bikinis for impoverished third world strippers. So uh, please tell our listener more. What is the name of your nonprofit and how are you guys getting the bikinis to the strippers?
0: uh well we're airlisting the bikinis to the strippers and kind of dropping them like propaganda leaflets uh over various strip clubs uh throughout the third world uh and it's bikinis for bimbos um and we have a a a a few good celeb Brad Pitt is backing the organization you know, so, so thank you, Brad Pitt. Uh, we really appreciate that. And you, you don't, you know, you really don't understand the plight of a third world stripper until you have to glue actual leaves to your genitalia. And, you know, I mean, it's okay but it's a lot of work, you know, it's a lot of work putting it on. There's a lot of pain involved in removing them again, um, things of this nature uh, that that most people seem to not consider. Yeah, you know, yeah. but we we time. should.
1: That's good. That's good. I support this organization very much. Thank you. And the second. And the second thing that you would know is that I'm a lover of history. I love it. But I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do is I like to take a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know too well, and reword it via my own unique storytelling style. And that's what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. Or Shap, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name Shap. It's short but strong. It's like a Pokemon. Shap, use History Blast. And so this week on the old Shapity shap shap we've got a short story about one of the world's most successful and highest grossing movies of all time.
0: Okay.
1: The, The Stewardesses yes bunny or silence speaks volume uh this
0: movie no actually because i because i if it's the same movie and it may not be but i've just come across a really great documentary on amazon prime about dick miller
1: uh no not dick miller not dick miller
0: he was not in this then fuck this movie movie. why are we talking about it yeah Uh,
1: (laughs) this is one of the highest grossing movies ever in terms of budget versus box office grosses and it is surprising as i say pretty much every week it is surprising that more people don't know this story so uh to talk about the movie we need to talk about a name that we that i believe we have discussed before on the show and that we haven't mentioned in a long, long time. We need to talk about the Siliphant family. because I don't think people, we have
0: talked about them on the show.
1: I feel, I feel like we haven't talked about the family, but I feel like we've mentioned the big name of the family, which is Sterling Silophant. Uh, he was a massively successful advertising executive with Disney and then Twentieth Century Fox. Before moving into writing, he published over fifty novels and wrote the screenplays for some of the biggest movies of the sixties and seventies and then eighties, including such films as In the Heat of the Night, Charlie, The Towering Inferno, The Poseidon Adventure and by far his greatest film, Sylvester Stallone's arm-wrestling drama, Over the Top.
0: Over the Top.
1: Not too many people talk about it nowadays, but in the 80s, a lot of custody cases were decided with arm-wrestling. You should see, you know, uh, everyone knows the drama kramer versus kramer but if they just released the snyder cut of kramer versus kramer you would see that they cut out about 45 minutes of dustin hoffman arm wrestling yes in order to get custody of the child that's just how it was back in the day sterling siliphant was a success and for the sake of this podcast i would be remiss If I didn't mention, and this is why I think we've mentioned him on the podcast before, that Sterling Siliphant is the Hollywood bigwig that Mr. Hal P. Warren bet that led to the creation of the legendary movie Manos, The Hands of Fate. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Sterling Siliphant was the one that uh, Hal P.
1: Warren said, Oh, so you think you're hot shit just because you fucking make movies? Anybody can make a goddamn movie. I can make a movie. So that's where the bet came from. Sterling Siliphant was a big hit in Hollywood. And so naturally, Sterling's two brothers, Robert and Alan, also tried their hand in Hollywood as well. Robert ended up writing only two movies, and that's it. He only wrote two movies, and then he gave up on Hollywood. And so a lot of people could say, oh, well, then Robert wasn't a success. However, given that the two movies are The Incredibly Strange Creatures That Stopped Living and Became Mixed-Up Zombies, greatest movie title ever, and the legendary bad film, the creeping terror. Oh, I dare say that Robert Silliphant is more of a success than Sterling Silliphant, at least in our eyes. Am I right in that bunny?
0: I I would have to agree. Yes. Okay. I would have to agree. I, I must also point out another great documentary that I saw. I saw the documentary, uh, concerning the making of the Fantastic Four, the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. And what I I need to point out really quickly about this movie, because it was part of the greatness, uh, it starts off with everybody involved in this movie bitching about it and bitching how, oh, we thought that this was going to be a big movie and we thought that we were going to be famous. And like in the first five minutes, I am like, All these people talking right now, they're all full of shit. They are just all full of shit. And then the movie, and literally, that's the first five minutes of the documentary and my reaction. And then the whole rest of the movie is red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, telling these people this is not going to be a great movie. (laughs) That being said, they
1: still have the best Doctor Doom that has ever been in a movie.
0: Oh fuck yeah. And it's and honestly, it's not really that bad of a movie. Yeah, no,
1: it's not that bad. It's
0: not I mean bad. if you if you say, uh, well, okay, I'm I am watching a Corman movie, it's not bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The uh a, another podcast that I listened to, The Weekly Planet, they just did every Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. And that was fun. Uh, Starting with the Roger Corman one and ending with that weird one that came out a few years ago with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Where they're all like teenagers and whatever. Okay, so Sterling Silliphant, huge, massive success. Robert Silliphant wrote two movies and then gave up. Then there's Alan. Alan Francis Siliphant in the late 60s, he said, all right, I'm gonna try and make movies. But first off, I am not going to try and coast on my family name like Robert, Mr. Incredibly Strange Creatures, who stopped living and became mixed up zombies uh, like like my brother Robert tried to. He was like, oh, look at me. I'm going to make movies. I'm a Siliphant. And uh, Alan didn't want to do that. So Alan Silifant changed his name. Alan Silifant became Al Silman Jr.
0: Okay.
1: <clears throat> okay. For first off, it, it, that's that's a cool move on his part. He didn't wanna. He didn't wanna coast on the family name. And secondly, Al was all, "Look, I'm not, I'm not Sterling. I'm not trying to make." high-class, award-winning, fricking art here. I'm not going into Hollywood so to win awards and to get good reviews. I'm just here to make a few quick bucks. You know? Uh-huh. Uh, it, the true spirit of Hollywood. And um, to quote the movie Ed Wood, what is the one thing, if you put it in a movie, it'll be successful? Tits. Tits. So Al Sillman Jr. sets about making a nudie cutie, but he's not sure how to do it. He, he's not sure what to do. He's like, I'm gonna make a nudie cutie. Or maybe I should make a softcore film, or maybe a hardcore film, maybe just a dirty. What should I do? Should I should I go hardcore porn? Should I make it a nerdy cutie? So this is the idea that he comes up with. He makes a softcore movie, but He'll advertise it like it's a porn. Okay. So the movie was rated X. Not by the Motion Picture Association of America. The MPAA didn't label it X. Al Silman said, here's a gimmick to draw people into the theater. Let's make it X. Is it X? No. But he said it was X, and that was his money-making idea. And speaking of gimmicks, here was his other money-making idea. Let's let's do boobs and let's do sex. And you know what? Fuck it! Let's make it 3D! (laughs) What the hell? Let's just let's just make a 3D nudie film. So they made a softcore movie about horny stewardesses in 3D, and it cost roughly $100,000 to make. Very little plot. Originally, the film was just an excuse to show boobs and stuff, and that would change. That would change. They came up with a poster discussing how it was based on a scandalous novel. There was never a novel. (laughs) They're just trying to get people in seats to watch and a not really X-rated softcore film in 3D. Yes. So, this 3D X-rated movie did so well uh, touring from town to town, theater to theater. Sort of a dirty, traveling roadshow sort of a thing. They had a couple of different prints of the film, and they would just pass it around, and the director and the writer and whatever would go with the movies, and they'd talk to people, and they'd show it at, like, dirty theaters and whatnot. But the movie toured around, touring adult theaters, it starts making money. It starts making a great amount of money. It started making so much money that the filmmakers and the cast who are traveling with the movie, they say, hey, this movie's going so great, and we have some money now. What if we added two scenes here where this happened? what if we filmed and added another scene here so as the film toured the filmmakers would get the money that they were making from the tour film additional scenes and add them to the film really right nice. yeah and, and this is considered at least according to imdb and wikipedia the first and only time that this ever happened so if you saw this If you were in an audience in San Diego and you saw this film, you might see a different film than the L.A. audience would see, and then that crowd might not see the version that plays in San Francisco. The film did great touring the nation, drawing people in with 3D boobs. It toured America, making bank for over two years. And because they kept adding scenes, there were four different versions of the movie traveling the nation at one time. Nice. The movie did so well that Al said, after two years, he said, well, shit, um, this movie is not slowing down. Uh, he also did a special thing. He never came up with a trailer.
0: Okay.
1: He would just put up he would just put up posters and billboards advertising the film. So, that, so there was never a preview for this. They made previews for it in like the 90s when it started coming out on DVD and this and that. But there was never a preview. It just came from billboards and word of mouth. So Al sees the success that this movie has done for two years. And Al says, okay, I've got another crazy idea what if we remove the softcore stuff and went for an R rating? And they did. And the toned down R rated version did amazing in theaters. It would go into regular movie theaters and outperform big time blockbusters. Nice. And when all was said and done, this $100,000 film made roughly thirty million dollars one of the most successful movies ever was a 3D fake porno based on a novel that never existed (laughs) but I didn't even say the amazing part see sometimes a trailblazer a pioneer someone who is leading the field someone who is thinking outside the box, someone who comes up with something so revolutionary that it changes the game, sometimes those people are only trailblazers who are leading the way because they are outsiders and no one has told them the rules yet. Yes. You know, like, uh, oh, we set out to create an album. How did you create this monumental album? Well, we'd never done an album before and no one told us not to do this. Yes. So 3D movies, back in the day, during the heyday of 3D movies, like in the 50s and whatever, the way that they would film it was expensive and complicated. In order to make a 3D movie back in the day, you would need to have two different cameras running at the same time to film the action, and then the movie theater would need two different projectors running these two different films at the same time. And oftentimes they would go out of sync. And oftentimes, you know, it, you know, it it was difficult and it was expensive and it was time consuming. So when Al Silman went to make The stewardesses, he said, let's make it in 3D. That'll be great. So then he looked at the 3D system. He looked at the 3D camera and he said, this is expensive as shit. No wonder they don't make three D movies anymore. These cameras are ridiculous, and it's expensive to make. And uh, fuck it, let's let's throw this camera out and see if we can create a newer one.
0: Okay.
1: So Al I like Silman, their Yeah. So what Al Silman and his team did was create a brand new cheap way to make a three D movie where both of the projections were in one reel. You didn't need two cameras. You didn't need two projectors. Here's just a cheap way to do it. We've come up with this cheap, simple 3D camera, and we're going to be using this for this film, the stewardesses. And uh, and yeah, they invented a new way to do 3D, which became the standard for 3D movies. Nice! Every other three D movie that you saw from the through throughout the sixties and seventies and eighties, that was all because of Al fucking Silman just saying this is expensive as fuck. We're gonna come up with a new thing. Jaws three was filmed with the same shit that Al Silman used just to save a quick buck. Nice, and that is fascinating. This is a an historic film, and I think that. The reason why people don't know about this movie, The Stewardess Is, is because, oh, it has boobs. Yes. But this is one of the most successful movies of all time, and I think that people should know more about it, is what
0: I'm saying.
1: You know, I, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, I am shocked that more people don't know about this.
0: I agree.
1: I agree. This
0: is This is important stuff. <clears throat> Thank so, you. so has this been one of Maxwell's lessons?
1: No, it is not. You, you but haven't... he he did he did hear about the 3D camera. Okay. I didn't tell him about the boob, but he did hear me talking it over with with uh with Natasha. Maxwell considers himself to be an inventor.
0: Uh huh.
1: He's going to be the first successful explorer, adventure cook who's also a god. So
0: it's good to have goals, you know? know.
1: Yeah. Good to have goals. Yeah. And that's it for Steve's historic approximations this time around. Join us next week for more, uh, uneducationally educational fun and cut on that.
0: Cut on that. Yes.
1: We still have a movie to get to. And, um, I don't have the most about (laughs) it. So, your love of this film will hopefully carry us.
0: Will will carry us through.
1: Yes. Well, so, but before we get to that movie, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break?
0: We should take a break.
1: All right. We will be right back with more of the Popon film after these commercial messages. Doo 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 doo. Do 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 do. And break.
0: Here was a brave little soldier. When we were all playing together, we used to play he was really brave. He was just in charge at the enemy. He had a desperation. He was baiting But when we were alone, he we knew. He was a boop, pup cats.
2: It. we've got to get out of here i don't
0: believe it yes you can believe it and now on NBC saturday night
2: at the movies kiss meets the phantom
0: and since we have a smaller show I, I kind of need a bunny versus part two for a lot of shit that I really meant to talk about, but forgot in the depression and did not remember until break.
1: Well, why don't we go for it? Cause you already seem to be there. Uh, welcome to bunny versus part two. Bunny has some things to say.
0: Okay. So, um, uh, again as we pl- as as we had planned last week, we did binge watch Picard yes wow and, and,
1: and what what do you have to say about that?
0: Wow um not not first good or- first, I am putting Riker at approximately two ten. Is my guess. Okay. Okay. Now they, they really, really tried to cover it with, uh, he, he wore a leather apron, a long leather face, pretty much, although this was actually suede. Okay. Okay. But okay. Big ass leather apron and mostly close to mid shots, not very many long shots of Riker were to be had. Okay. Uh, Uh. so there's, there's, there's that. And that was, that was a pleasure to see. Okay. Other than that, it was really pretty horrible. It was boring. It was stupid. It had a really crap ending. Okay. And then, yeah, cbs all access itself okay so now i signed up for free and you could sign up for free for either 5.99 with commercials which i already have a problem with okay or 9.99 without commercials okay now Fuck, dude, they, they they didn't just like have a commercial here or there or a cup like Amazon Prime will chuck in a couple of commercials before playing whatever you want and then playing yeah. what you want. No, this was commercials just like a, a, any telev- any television station ever, okay? Just flat-out commercials, and the only real big difference between the commercials on CBS All Access and commercials on a regular commercial channel is that yeah. the show was still not made for commercials. So they would yeah. cut to commercials like right in the middle of somebody speaking.
1: Yeah. Right in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. That's 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 pretty horrible. Yeah. And then
0: you would have three, four, or five commercials.
2: Sometimes for the show that you were trying to watch, but they broke to a commercial. For yeah, like huh. yeah, I want to watch that. Put that back on.
1: Okay, well that sounds shitty.
0: And again, you're paying five ninety nine. Like no, five ninety nine itself, I think, is more than enough. To be able to watch your shit without commercials. Yeah. At all. You know, fucking six bucks a month. And then on top of it, you go through the rest of their selections and they have shit. Huh. They have like the best thing that was on was Picard, and that was crap.
1: Really?
2: What else did we watch?
0: We watched something else. Well, we watched Happy Days. Happy
2: Days.
0: Yeah. Because because they had Happy Days. Yeah. Yeah. You know they. What else? What else did we watch? We watched. watched Yeah. I mean, we might have watched something else, but, like, it was shit, too. It was so
2: good. I can't even remember what
0: it was. So, CBS All... So, Picard is a thumbs down, and CBS All Access, that is also a big fucking thumbs down.
1: Huh. Okay. I, uh... I just got 2 TV. Yeah. And it's one of those like free streaming services, and then you get some ads here and there. And and I, I really like it because it has the shittiest movies. <laughs> the absolute bottom of the barrel that no other streaming service wanted. And every episode of Lucha Underground. Nice. Yeah, so I've been watching a lot of that.
0: I'm gonna have to try to be again. Uh My Roku used to be too old to actually watch Tubi. Like everything would keep locking up and crap. Um, But Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to try it again and see if that is still actually the case.
1: Tubi TV also has one of my favorite TV shows that no one has watched. It's called Travel Sick. And it's this British... It's this British guy and he travels to different countries and he has these five different challenges that he has to face while he's in the country. And if he gets one of them wrong, he has to do a horrible, uh, he has to do a, like a horrible punishment, but it's he, he, he called himself the anti-Michael Palin.
0: Okay.
1: And it's, it's really fun. Like in, in one episode, he has to eat an octopus whole, like, like people do, you know, eat a live octopus and then he, a live he octopus, tries. okay. Yeah. And then he tries to find the dirtiest toilet in South Korea. And then he has to, you know, like a swim with electric eels. Like it, like, like it's like a, it's like a British travel jackass. Okay. And and it's I they used to occasionally play it like on Sunday afternoons on on uh, the comedy on Comedy Central for like a year and then I never saw it again and I I've been looking for it for like a decade now and all of the episodes are on Tubi TV and I'm so happy that 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 it's out there, you know? I thought it was lost to time.
0: Cool. Cool. And the other thing that I wanted to mention is that in this time, in this time of isolation, uh, what I have been doing from last show to this show, and we did take a week off. um, That's for the aliens who were trying to find that episode. It doesn't exist. Sorry. Uh, I've, I've been binge watching Godzilla movies. So thank you for that.
1: No problem uh I just realized that I don't have to put a movie on the Kafka for you for next week because next week we're doing Hedora
0: Hedora the smog monster yes okay i'm I'm yeah. well, I took everything they had and I was using lists and everything to try to make sure so, and it was just coming up as Hedora, and like that confuses me a little. You know, but I was pretty sure that that was the smog monster, so I do have it.
1: Yeah, good. No, it was released as Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, but it's Godzilla versus Hedora, which is not as fun of a title. No, I really like I really like Godzilla versus Hedora's opening theme, which I'm pretty sure is "God is Dead" over and over again. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not I'm not sure what God is dead is in, in Japanese, but yeah. it's definitely, in English, it's definitely God is dead. God is dead. God <laughs> is dead. So Godzilla versus Hedora is the anti... Uh, what's the name of that God movie that we did two episodes of with uh, Hercules was in it?
0: god is dead god is not dead god wait, is de-
1: wait god's not dead there you go yeah it's the godzilla versus hedora is the anti god's not dead yeah yeah so, Godzilla movies are great
0: so that is it for bunny versus uh the 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 lost bits yes hope you enjoyed them uh Glad I finally remembered them, but you know, that's a, that whole old age thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You forget shit. And. Cut. Cut. And we're back with more of the Pope
1: on film. Act three, bunny!
0: Act three! Act three!
1: Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for this meandering podcast to slowly get around to the third and final act of the Pope on Film. And it is said third act wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our exclusive limited edition artisanally handcrafted and available only for a limited time through this exclusive television offer. So call now movie of the week. And this week, I make up for two weeks of really crappy movies with a look at my co-host Bunny's all-time favorite movie, or one of his favorite movies. Yes. The 2013 film CBGB. Yes. Country Bluegrass Blues.
0: Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Is what CBGB stood for. And before I watched this movie, I knew CBGBs for one important thing. Lane's band once played there in an episode of Gilmore Girls. Really? Yeah.
0: It I, was I in the, la- the latter seasons.
1: Whatever their name was. What was their Alien or something. Hep Alien. Hep Alien. Boom.
0: So, so. What are your thoughts? It seems like you are not quite as enamored with this movie as okay. I am. Okay. so And I so, really don't quite understand why. The movie is good. It's all
1: right. It's fun. And it's tasty. But I don't think it has a lot of substance. It's like Kool-Aid. It's sugary and it's fun and it's hyper and it's tasty and there's no real substance and don't look at the ingredients.
0: But this is also I, the story of an incredibly. Woodian man. This is a man I, who. Failed his way to a, a modicum of success and then continued failing
1: i i love the movie in the beginning when it's just a character study of a down on his luck guy picking up other down on his luck people and inadvertently f- forming a movement in the process that part is good and interesting and intriguing and it, despite at what I find to be Alan Rickman's hideously changing accent, but eventually yeah. the movie just becomes a, a, a caricature of famous and semi-famous musicians lip syncing classic punk songs. And then when that happens, I start losing interest. I thought that I was going to be like, oh, look at this drama. Oh, finally, the musicians are here. But it was the exact opposite. It was, ooh, what an interesting drama. Oh, I guess that's supposed to be Iggy Pop. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> that being said, that being said, fucking Talking Heads looked amazing. Yeah. Like, like, like they could have, it's like they went back in time and brought them to do the Talking Heads part. Everything else was just kind of okay. I guess that's Lou Reed cuz he's wearing glasses.
0: Yeah. For the most part, the casting was pretty bad. You know? The
1: casting was all over the place. The it's, casting was all over the place.
0: But the problem it's there funny. is that is that Alan Rickman is just always a fucking joy to watch. Even even yeah, even Rick- with even though the fact you cannot buy that he is from New Jersey, you know?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Therefore we will mumble a lot more, you know? Yeah. Uh, the casting, but they was
1: did insane. the same you thing for
0: fucking Ron Weasley. For Christ's sakes, Ron Dude, Weasley, you're not you got, from uh, Queens.
1: You got, fucking, you
0: got Bradley Whitford
1: getting drunk. You've got, uh, uh, George Costanza's mom. Yeah. You've got Johnny Galecki. You've got Ashley Green, who was the uh, the attractive chick in all the Twilight movies. Yeah. Uh, and, and that guy from that sitcom. Oh, sh- the uh, Donald Logue is in this. I'm a big fan of Donald Logue. Yeah. He was on a TV show that I love. It was, it was like a uh this sitcom that he was on that I absolutely loved. But you know, you know who I was shocked to see in this movie? Who? Uh the homeless guy who was uh outside. Idaho? Uh Idaho, yeah. Like he looked familiar, and I was like, damn, that Idaho guy looks familiar. And I thought it it was. If not Casey Affleck, then a Casey Affleck type. Yeah. You know? So I looked him up and no shit. That guy was El Rey in Planet Terror.
0: Robert Rodriguez
1: is half of Grindhouse. Like, no shit. You're El Rey. You're fucking Freddie Rodriguez for shit's sake.
0: Holy shit. Nice catch there.
1: Yeah like fucking freddie rodriguez he was the one who put the machine gun on on uh what's her name's leg what's that uh he was the guy who put he was the guy who put the machine gun on rose mcgowan's leg
0: yes yes he did i I, that is that is a surprise and um um, i think that's a damn good catch for you yeah he looks
1: nothing like he looks nothing like him I will say he looks to be a very good uh drunk drug addict, but but like, and then on top okay, of so it, and
0: then a lot of it does come into personality for this movie because i I like the punk scene, I like yeah. what was going on there, you know that you, punk really wasn't exactly a, a musical movement which is why you can't really pin down what punk is yeah you know i mean going from the ramones to the talking heads is a major fucking leap yeah you know or big- or to the police you know or yeah. anybody else that that came out in that time, and there yeah, is a You go from
1: you go from the Ramones to the police in like a half hour period in time, and it's like okay, that's a difficult, it's a difficult leap to make. But okay, another well, problem that's that because, I have with the that's because
0: that's because that's that's what just how the movement is. That's just how the movement was. you, yeah. you know. So yes, they were both punk, but they were completely there's absolutely no comparison between those two bands. Yeah. You know, but this was much more of an artistic movement than a musical movement. This is more comparable to the beat generation and the writers. This is basically the same, same movement with musicians instead of the writers
1: yeah i think another another reason why i didn't love this film is just because i feel like the movie is needlessly white i mean i know that punk it is oftentimes a very white thing but yeah people of color did go to cbgb's and and a lot of punk bands with people of color in them played there like fucking there's a black person in dead kennedy's fishbone is all black uh living color bad brains these are all you know punk bands with people of color who played at cbgb's and it's and this is just very white the film is all white but i didn't feel that cbgb's wasn't was all white. The only minorities in this film are the Mexicans that thankfully stabbed the fucking dead boys. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Latinos coming in to save the day. Stab those fuckers with the goddamn Nazi. It, and then like, I feel like, okay, this movie is needlessly white. It doesn't have to be this white. And, and then it's like at least they mentioned the fact that a lot of punks embrace nazism for no real reason yeah I, I, that got points for me Yeah, i was like yes thank you thank you uh-huh very much and also i have a hard time like like i like punk music i i'm a big fan of the buzzcocks but I have a hard time watching a movie about punk music that's like, hey, you want to know about punk? Well, let's go where it started. The Basement of a Town in...
2: It's like, what?
1: Yeah. This is a difficult first step in your film. Which... It's like, oh, okay, punk started with two losers in a basement in Connecticut. All right, then.
0: And then the movie wasn't about them they were added in here and there to kind of sprinkle a little additional flavor on things, but they really served very little to the movie.
1: Absolutely. Very little to the movie. Yeah.
0: But you, you, again, you have Hilly, the, who I did throughout the movie. Jeannie did throughout the entire movie. And I'm probably sure you did the entire movie heard Billy Crystal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and Billy Crystal. That's over and over again a million times. Yeah. I thought at first, like I thought at first that he was just like pulling someone's leg. What's your name? Billy Crystal. And I just thought, like, I guess in the seventies that would be the smart ass thing to tell someone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's 2008. It's like, what's your name? Dane Cook. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's funny. What's your real name? That's what I thought he was doing in the beginning. The first time I watched it, I thought he was telling people he was Billy Crystal. Like, in order to get out of, like, bill collectors and shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is what I thought he was doing.
0: But you have him, I mean... and. To the extent that he is. Okay. For the extent that he's a loser. First, he opens a bar. That becomes popular and famous for reasons that were beyond his control and not the type of bar that he wanted. Yes. Okay. And then in this bar. Of, of, I think inarguably some of the best musical talent at that time in this genre. Yeah. He picks the dead boys. Okay. He picks the fucking dead boys. Yeah. Here, here here is, here is the, the hill I'm going to fucking die on. Here are the musicians that I am going to throw the full weight of this club behind and promote. It's the fucking dead boy. like like he stepped over the Ramones to get to the dead boys. Yeah. <laughs> okay? yeah, And then the movie kind of made a point here that no, there was not a tragic accident that prevented the dead boys from becoming famous, okay? They did the tragic accident and everybody lived through it and went on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the dead boys failed because the dead boys sucked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, they just sucked.
0: And, and for no other reason, you know, it was not this fight with the Mexicans or anything else. They simply sucked. And. When I was still having to go into the office where we had our computers locked down, so like you could get to Google, but you could not get to anything past Google. You could not go to anything that you actually Googled. Yeah. Okay. You could just get the Google page and we could also get to Wikipedia. Huh. You got to check out Cheetah. You got to check out Cheetah Chrome right now. He totally looks like somebody's dad. Really? Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's really pretty funny stuff. You know, like you, you, you could see him driving a cab, you know? Yeah. As, as opposed to who Cheetah Chrome was, you know, uh, which they, they, actually did not do (sighs) they didn't do too bad from a look perspective. They did pretty good with, with Ron Weasley. Okay. Yeah. Except that you're still casting a guy from Queens.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it looks clear to me that at some point Ron Weasley would have gone up to try to get some advice to Alan from Alan Rickman cuz cuz frankly you're going to talk to Alan Rickman you, there's no you're going to do it if any one of us is on the set we're getting into a conversation with Alan Rickman and if we are actors we're definitely getting acting advice from Alan Rickman who apparently told him, just mumble a lot because uh, they well, both used exactly the same technique.
1: Well, it really was a Harry Potter reunion.
0: Huh? Yes, yes,
1: yeah. So they were probably like close buds. <laughs> uh, the, guy who, the guy who directed this also directed uh, Bottle Shock, which he, which uh, Alan Rickman starred in.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, so, I don't think that they even came close to caring when they cast Lou Reed.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not.
0: And so like, I, I you know, I, I would imagine that is it, was that guy even an actor? I mean, or was he I, just passing by the set one day and they're like, yo, we need Lou Reed. Come here. Sit down. Cause like,
1: Oh, you know, uh, the guy who played Lou Reed, I'm pretty sure was, uh, uh, Kathy Woods, chiropractor in a Bella Lugosi
0: wig. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, he was. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I am no Lou Reed expert and I'm not that huge a fan of Lou Reed. He's got a couple of likable songs, the same songs that everybody likes. If you say Lou Reed take a walk on I, the wild side ever since
1: ever since i was a kid i've been upset with and the colored girl and the colored girls go yeah do 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 i've always been upset about that
0: <laughs> and i do not blame you thank you although the overall song was pretty fucking bold at the time yeah uh I do not ever remember Lou Reed being a blonde. Right? Ever. And I do not ever remember Lou Reed being a pudgy faced blonde kid. Yeah. So yeah, they, they really made some dicey casting choices. The way
1: that I feel this movie is, is like, you know how, hey, we're going to go to the beach. Oh, look, there's a guy doing caricatures. We'll pay him five dollars and we sit down on this chair and you get a comically, comically large headed cartoonish caricature of yourself. Yes. Yes. That's this movie with punk music.
0: That's got to be a great job, though. I mean, as an aside, just since you brought it up, that's got to caricaturist at a beach or a park or that's that's just got to be like one of the best. I mean, you're literally making drawings completely mocking the person who's paying you for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, like, that would do my heart a world of good, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> yeah, he like, uh, being a caricaturist at, like, a beach or, or a theme park or whatever it has to be difficult because you have to immediately look at someone and then quickly point out their flaws and exaggerate them. Through art. Yes. You know, so, so like you're always judging people. Like, hey, honey, this is my friend Jim. Hi, Jim. I noticed that you're balding and you have a huge chin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that I pointed that out. I'm a caricaturist, so I see these things. You also have huge ears. <clears throat> yeah, what? You also have huge ears. Yes. Which I would draw. As being wings that would fly you away. Yes. Hey, remember when remember when America's hottest actor was Ben Stiller? Wasn't that weird?
0: Yeah. It's, that was weird. It, it's a shame because he's really got his parents' talent. Ben Stiller's fucking funny, and he's really a yeah. pretty good actor. Yeah. You know, that first night at the museum is fucking great. Have you seen the, have you seen the secret life of Walter Mitty? No, I have
1: not. No, I have not.
0: That seems to have been
1: the last time that Hollywood was like big box office draw Ben Stiller. And I'm like, no, it's not 2005. I don't have to see this.
0: Yeah. So like the only thing I can possibly determine is ben stiller's got to be a real dick why yeah because he makes great yeah. movies and nobody wants to make a movies mm-hmm. that's why because he can't work with anybody even though he's he's yeah. got the talent he's got everything he needs to be a major star but he is not a major star the only thing left is you've Got to be a dick. You've got to be somebody that people just simply do not want to be around.
2: Maybe he doesn't need that much
1: money. He doesn't do it because no. I think I think Bunny's on the right course here. I I I bet you Ben Stiller is like the the Edward Norton of comedians.
0: Yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing I'm 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 suspecting. Yeah. And I cry over Ed Norton, because I thought Ed Norton was just a fucking genius actor. Yeah. He he is a genius actor, but... He
1: is. He absolutely well, is. Well,
0: unfortunately, he's a bit of a dick, too. Yeah.
1: Like I liked the movie, but it's not a perfect movie. Oh, there no. are some ridiculous points, parts. I have a hard time seeing these. Like, like once it, once CBGB became popular, I didn't like it. Yeah. Like before then, as this guy struggling, like I found it to be an interesting character study. But but like, like yeah, I don't know. Mostly harmless.
0: <laughs> mostly harmless.
1: Yes, this is a, a and also and also a movie with this soundtrack I can't entirely hate. Yes. Like when I first saw it I said, I don't like this film. Okay, now let's see if we can find the soundtrack on Amazon. <clears throat> and it's like but, but wait a second, if I'm trying to find the soundtrack on Amazon, did I hate the movie? Yeah. I don't own a soundtrack for a movie I hate. That is just not a, a thing. thing you do. You know, so it's like the, I could see this it, like I didn't I didn't love the movie, but I could see myself putting this on if I wanted to have something like on in the background where I didn't have to, like, think or try too hard. hmm.
0: And I and like that it. is also a big part of it too. Sometimes I, yeah. I don't particularly know what I feel like watching and I know I'm going to be doing shit anyway. And CBGB's makes a really good movie to pop on in that case. Yeah. Cause then yeah. you could stop it's and go fun. like, Hey, it's Patti Smith's one good song. I love that one song. That, well, that one song is awesome. Song. And there's a reason for it. Cause it was co-written by Bruce fucking Springsteen. Yeah, I am. So, so how proud does she become the, the godmother of punk?
1: Yeah, I am so proud of myself. I just want to toot my own horn here again. I'm so proud of myself that in 2019 I saw the Bruce Springsteen musical movie Blinded by the Light, and yet I didn't get into Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) (laughs) So proud of myself, because in the 80s, everyone was all Bruce Springsteen. In the 90s, too, people loved Bruce Springsteen. And then they turned to me and they're like, hey, do you like Bruce Springsteen? And I was always like. Dude, he's for white people. And, and I do not relate to him and then here's this movie about how this young Indian boy in Britain becomes enamored with Bruce Springsteen and I'm like god damn it don't fucking turn me into a Bruce Springsteen fan you son of a bitch <laughs> like I'll go see the movie but don't don't you fucking try and turn me into a big fan of the fucking boss because that's not going to happen and I was so proud of myself that I was able to watch this film and say what a good movie I will not be buying a Bruce Springsteen album <laughs> really proud of myself for that, yes. but God damn it, I love that Patti Smith song because the night love that god damn yeah movie. that song love that song
0: but now if if we get into it, she she like kind of exemplifies what I mean is that punk was more of an artistic an artistic movement than a musical movement and and really the reason why she is recognized as godmother of soul of of punk because she was part of of basically the artistic set in new york yeah you know she was robert maplethorpe's lover for a while
1: yeah uh yeah like um when the talking heads show up where did they where did they meet again? They said they met in art school. Yeah, well, it seems like they sniffed the glue a bit too much. <laughs> the name of this band is Talking Heads. We live across the street. Yeah. God, if, if I had a dollar for every movie I saw with my AMC A-list that featured the song Psycho Killer, yeah. I'd have a good i'd have enough money for popcorn <laughs> at the movie yeah there nice. was a really good scene and there was a really good scene in a a bl- blood bloodborne blood bloodshot the vin diesel comic oh, yeah, book yeah, movie yeah. that came out that came out right before the uh right Plague. before the quarantine and uh this a red bad mask guy, of
0: death yeah
1: this bad guy is uh, about to torture and kill someone. But before they do, they turn on psycho killer and they're doing a little Mr. Blonde dance to it. And then later you learn that that didn't really happen. That was just programmed inside of Vin Diesel's head. And one of the other people who helped program it said, you had the bad guy listening to psycho killer and doing a dance. We should have just hired Quentin Tarantino to write this or some shit like that. Like they're making fun of the scene. Yeah. Nice. Because that's how popular Psycho Killer is in movies. But I geeked out when they started playing Psycho Killer. Oh, yeah. In CBGBs. Mm -hmm. CBGB. I keep wanting to to call this movie CBGBs, and it's not. It's CBGB.
0: But I think it is still permissible.
1: Okay, thank you. You're welcome. The movie was all right. The movie was all right. When I saw it the first time, I was like, okay, I i mean, yeah. But when I saw it the second time and the third time, I'm like, okay, it, like, this could be a movie that I keep on the hard drive and I just pop on yeah. every once in a while. Like, I could see that. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's cute, which is a weird thing to say about a movie about the punk movement, but this is a cute, fun little movie.
0: I I would go with cute. I can accept cute. And no, I'm not saying that this is like some high art. It, it's, it's, I don't know, maybe junk food? Um, it, I don't know if that quite works. I mean, yeah. even a bad Alan Rickman performance is a good fucking performance. It's a
1: snack Absolutely. Movie. A what? A Absolutely. Snack
0: movie. Genie says a snack movie.
1: Maybe, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, You're not you. You're not really in the mood to mood to like really get into a movie, but you could yeah. throw that on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's about all I had to have to say about it. Uh. Uh we could have done without the piano scene unless they wanted to handle it better than that. Yeah. I, I Personally, I would have gone full blown. Uh, Laurel and Hardy done it in fucking black and white. Yeah. You know, cause this is, well, I mean, we all know that any movie based on a true story is not a true story. And I do not yes. believe that this piano scene thing ever fucking happened. Yeah, but you want to throw in the piano bit, okay? Yeah, don't pretend it's original. Try to actually do something with it.
1: Yeah, but now the movie was cute.
0: I mean, because I, it, if you see a piano in a movie, you know what's happening. Yep. You know exactly Absolutely. what's going to happen next. Bar fight, piano, bar fight. No, piano falls from great height and smashes. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Always.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. But I think that is about about all I have for CBGBs. I like. Me too.
1: Me too it's cute yeah it's cute yeah so so that's it for this week next week we will be tackling the film godzilla versus hedora also known as godzilla versus the smog monster a really bizarre environmental environmentally themed godzilla film Yes, which is in which which was filmed in the seventies, but feels really sixties. Yes, it does. And there's bizarre animated interludes, well, and
0: the, the I the sixties as we know them, pretty much went from nineteen sixty eight to nineteen seventy two.
1: Well, okay, well maybe maybe that fits, but I I'm not a big sake drinker. So I've never like drank so I've never drank a massive amount of sake enough for an entire club of people to turn into fish monsters. Yeah. So I can't really say if that happens or not, but that's what we will be discussing next week. Godzilla versus Hidora. The only film in the Godzilla universe where Godzilla flies. Yes. So next week, Godzilla flies in Godzilla versus Kidora. But now that I'm looking back at this week, uh, the highs and the lows, the stewardesses, the fans, the uh, Arch Deluxe Burger that McDonald's put out in 1996. God, I love that sandwich so <laughs> much. It, it 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 flames flames on the side of my face. So now that I'm looking back at this episode, I gotta say I think this has been a pretty good episode.
0: I think it's been a damn good episode. Okay,
1: good good. I yeah, I felt the same way, but I wanted to hear it from you first. But yes, I concur, good sir.
0: So until next week, I am Bunny Williams.
1: And I am Reverend Steve, and on behalf of Natasha and everyone else in the house, I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens! Do-do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do-do, and cut!